Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got some new inflation data out, the PPI. And unfortunately, it's going in the wrong direction. It is going back up. It shocked markets. They're expecting 0.3 and we got 0.5 increase. But what we need to do now is dive into the numbers to see why this exceeded expectations. And then we need to see how the 10-year Treasury yield is responding, how gold is responding, oil, and the dollar. Let's keep in mind the headline CPI number comes out tomorrow. So let's get right over to this report from CNBC and check out the details. So wholesale inflation rose 0.5% in September, more than expected. Like I said in the headline, this is not good news. The producer price index increased 0.5 against the Dow Jones estimate of 0.3. Excluding food and energy, core PPI was up 0.3 versus the forecast 0.2. Inflation pressures come, excuse me, inflation pressures came primarily from final demand goods, which surged 0.9% on the month, while services increased 0.3. The main reason for the increase, which is why I think Wall Street is kind of um, not really ignoring it, but they're not paying much attention to it. Let's just say that. Or why it's not impacting the S&P 500 more is because the majority of this increase came from gas prices. Let's keep going through the report, though, because this is one metric that, according to the Fed, if you want to take them at their word, <laughs> they pay a lot of attention to. And this has impacts for rate increases or maybe, uh, you know, pausing a little bit longer or rates being higher for longer. You know, maybe that narrative. So the PPI, which measures cost for uh, finished goods, uh, we talked about that. It, this is less than the 0.7 increase in August. Okay, so it's down slightly, but it's exceeded expectations by 0.2%. Excluding food and energy, core PPI was up 0.3%. Okay, we know that. Market showed a mild reaction. I guess that's the way I was trying to phrase it earlier to the PPI release with stock features off slightly, treasury yields off their lows through those still negative. Now, what's really interesting is you guys know from watching my videos that the long end of the curve has been spiking higher. We're having this bearish steepener. Now, the curve is still inverted, but it has been, we'll call it disinverting by the long end going up as opposed to the front end going down. But now we're seeing treasury yields go in the opposite direction. So for all those people that were claiming that interest rates were going to 10% and the bond vigilantes were once again <laughs> active out there, maybe, maybe not so fast, but we have to think of that in terms or have to look at that through the lens of what's obviously happening in the Middle East. Getting back to the article, inflation pressures came primarily from final demand goods. Goods, okay, we know that. Uh, gasoline increased 5.4%. So like I said, that was a major contributor to this, uh, the upside surprise in the PPI inflation number. On the services side, like we said, up 0.3. But what's, what's weird here, look at this. The cost for deposit services at commercial banks surged 13.9%. Now, obviously, that probably doesn't hold much of a weight for the overall number, but I just thought that was weird. 13.9% in one month for deposit services. 
And what this is telling me is the banks are losing money. Or a lot of the regional banks, uh, a lot of the smaller banks, and they're basically just nickel and diming you to survive. That's what I read from that number, or that's my takeaway from that number. So year over year, headline PPI increased 2.2%, the largest move since April. The 12-month pace had slowed to as low as 0.2 in June, but has been on the rise since. So again, inflation with this PPI number headed in the wrong direction. Markets look at PPI as a leading indicator for inflation as it gauges wide variety of costs for pipeline goods that feed to consumer products. So kind of the input costs for the businesses themselves. On Thursday, the Labor Department will release the more closely watched CPI. So it's going to be tomorrow, guys. So definitely we want to pay attention to that. They say both reports feed into policy decisions from the Federal Reserve, which has been raising interest rates aggressively in effort to stem inflation. And then they go on to say that recently all these central banks have been talking very hawkishly. But again, we kind of have to ignore what we what they say and pay more attention to what they do. Now let's get over to the CNBC homepage and look at how asset classes are responding here. And the stock market is kind of brushing this off as a nothing burger. Uh, but the bond market down at 5.4 or 4. 0.58%. That's the 10-year treasury yield that we really want to pay attention to. Now, is this down? Obviously, there's thousands of variables that go into the yield coming down. I would say the biggest driver of this is obviously what's going on uh, in the Middle East. And you, whenever you have a lot of chaos, whenever you have a, a global geopolitical situation that's very tumultuous, to say the least, there's going to be a flight to safety, and that's most likely going to be the 10-year Treasury yield. But I'm not sure that's the only major contributor to the price. Because you see, if we go over to the DXY, something we've been watching like a hawk on this channel, we see that it is down from its high, its recent high around 1.7 down to 105.72. Now, it has not gone through that resistance level, that floor that was formed by exceeding, we'll call it 1.5 or uh, 105.6, right around there, roughly. Uh, so, but my point is the dollar has gone down, and this could be why you're seeing more demand for treasuries or less supply. Because if the dollar is going down, again, what that's doing is that's releasing a lot of pressure for dollar denominated debt, for buying oil, for buying commodities, et cetera. And therefore, it would be less of an incentive for these foreign entities to have to sell treasuries to get the dollars they need to survive. So the dollar going down, like we said yesterday, that's a good thing. That's a very, very good thing. We don't want the global economy to collapse. <laughs> I think that goes without saying, right? So in order for the global economy to avoid a collapse type scenario, we need the dollar going down. And I know hope is never a strategy when you're setting up an investment portfolio, but when you're looking at it uh, outside of your personal investments, I think that this is what we should all be keeping our fingers crossed that happens uh, for whatever reason. The dollar going down, uh, you know, preferably below 100. But this could, my point here is this could be why we're seeing the treasury yields come down 
quite significantly. I mean, they're up near what 4.8, 4.9% in the 10 year. Uh, so again, dollar down, that means less forced selling by these entities to get the dollars they need and therefore less supply versus the demand. Therefore, price goes up, yields go down. That could be one of the contributing factors to, or one of the main contributing factors to what we're seeing as far as the price action in the treasury market right now as we speak. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's go over to oil because obviously that's a big concern with the Middle East. This is another reason why treasury yields might be going down because we see oil that was, my goodness gracious, it was as of Sunday, you know, when we had the situation start in the Middle East, I think oil spiked up to maybe 87, 88, 89. And now it's right back down to 83, maybe even lower than where it started over the weekend, which is something I predicted on this channel. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but you know we were talking about that as being my base case on Monday. But the good news there is that if you're a country like Japan who imports all the oil and you see that price going down, that means that you need fewer dollars. That means that you need to sell fewer treasuries. That means that you've got more yen-denominated cash flow that can satisfy the uh, the demand that you have, your country has, for the imports of the oil um, that you need as the input for pretty much everything, right? So oil going down has the exact same effect as the dollar going down. It relieves the pressure on these foreign entities that A, have dollar-denominated debt, or B, are massive importers of commodities such as oil. So this is another thing that is very good news. Also, this provides a bit of a breather for the American public when they go to the pump. You know, you would assume that if oil prices are going back down, then this would mean that gas prices eventually come back down as well. That's good news for, uh, you know, well, that's good news for all American consumers, consumers regardless of how much they drive, because that gas is an input cost of pretty much every single good you buy. And that in and of itself is great news for uh, American business, because that means that if that input cost is going down, then they're able to handle uh, a little bit more of the margin compression that they've had by wages, nominal wages going up. We look at gold. Gold is still high. 
as you would expect. I would assume that to come back down uh, maybe next week as we see this, what's evolving in the Middle East, hopefully not go to a worst case scenario. And then Bitcoin is uh, just down on the day. Don't really have any thoughts on that. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And we will definitely need to pay attention to that CPI number tomorrow. Is this an indication, this PPI number, an indication that the CPI is also going to surprise on the upside? And if so, what is that going to force the Fed to do? Is that going to force them to take interest rates higher? And how is that going to impact the dollar, treasuries, oil, etc.? We'll see you in the next video.